no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the 40-hour Twitch episode 19, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. We just lose track of time, don't we? So many episodes. That's it. Almost season veteran at, at this point, would you say? We're getting there. <laughs> it's starting to sound better. Uh, yeah, as always, the voice you can hear um, alongside me is the ever-defendable Wilby. Going well, I assume? Um, yeah, going all right. It's uh, another lockdown, but um, yeah. at least Premier League starting this weekend. Yep, he's got Premier League starts in five days. We're in lock. We've been in lockdown for four days. And yeah, yeah. It's just we lose track of how much time goes <laughs> as day one day drifts into the other. But anyway, uh, a lot to cover. Obviously, the Olympics happened. Uh, congrats to Canada and Brazil. The Canada winning the women's and Brazil winning winning <laughs> winning <laughs> winning the the men's. Um, not much really to say about that, really. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Canada was a bit of a surprise. I think Sweden looked really, really strong. I didn't actually see Canada play, if, if, if I'm honest. Yeah. But yeah, I saw Sweden play a couple of times, and they looked really, really good. So, but anything can happen in a penalty shootout, as we've found out yeah. over, the, over the course of this um, off season. And uh, of course, the Matildas going out in a hotly contested game against the world number ones, the US, losing 4-3 in the end. But a uh, commendable performance over the course of the tournament for them, for sure. Yeah. I think if Ellie Carpenter plays, it's a different game. Yeah. She's I, a I superstar. Agree. And also, I think two of their goals came from that right side as well. So Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. But yeah, excited for the um, Women's World Cup. Yeah. Bring it on. Anyway, we've Bring got... It on. We're back to regular... Regular? Regular. I can't speak today. Anyway. Regular scheduled programming as we return to our niche, which is the Premier League. Um, and we look ahead, uh, not quite yet to the fixtures this weekend. We'll be coming out with another episode to preview some of those just before the season starts. But since our last transfer episode, uh, about two weeks ago, a little bit over two weeks ago, uh, there's been a whole shit ton of stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, it's all been all been very interesting to see. I think, yeah, in particular, as as we'll get into Man City's dealings and everything happening with Kane, for sure, yeah, is, is interesting. But. but before we get into the Premier League, uh, obviously the biggest piece of transfer news, quite possibly in the past five years, let or ten years, let alone just this transfer window, is that possibly the greatest player of all time uh, is leaving the club that he has uh, played at for twenty one years, Lionel Messi. Has been has has left officially press con- press conference in tears as he walked out the door yesterday. Yeah, I mean it's it's been a massive rollercoaster. I mean, just like in the in the last off season transfer window, you know, we thought thought it might happen then it didn't happen, and then you know he thought something might happen now, and then you got the news that you know he'd he'd agreed a contract, um, and then it all fell apart, um, which probably. Financial regulations from the Liga, which are probably necessary. And I mean, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Like, the the club has just not looked after their wage bill and it's come back to bite them in the arse. So, you know, they, they can point the finger at La Liga regulations all they want, but I'm pretty sure it's a fixed regulation that yeah. 
your I think it's your, your salary bill has to be some percentage of your total revenue or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and like if you look at it, like they've been paying, they've paid Messi and Messi one player alone six hundred and forty-seven million euros in the past four years, and they've also got contracts like Griezmann, who's on. 400 in excess of 400 grand a week Coutinho in excess of 300 grand a week uh, and many other players who are on exorbitant deals Busquets is in excess of 300 grand a week as well it, it was it was going to come home to roost at some point and it's just sad that it had to be like this yeah although like I've said this before to will be off air I don't feel overly sorry for Barcelona they dug this hole and they can reap what they sow but I do feel bad for Messi I feel like he was very cut up about leaving the club that he's essentially called home for over two decades. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely sad for him. I mean, it's also a little bit sad for football. Like you don't, I don't really want to see him anywhere else. If yeah. I'm honest, yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. going to be weird seeing him in a PSG kit, which is what brings us to our next point. It looks like almost as good as done. People are reporting that medicals may or may not be happening over the next few days, but it seems that a two-year contract has been offered, and I'm pretty sure no one else can match his wages. Uh, the PSG going to offer him so yeah uh, this would bring an end to what has been quite possibly the best transfer window in recent memory for a single club you've got Wijnaldum for nothing Donnarumma for nothing Ramos for nothing Messi for nothing and Hakimi for 60 million euros in, like, irregardless of how many wages they're going to have to pay those five players it's a ridiculously good transfer window yeah it's crazy I mean yeah they're obviously not averse to, to splashing a bit of cash if they need to but to get all those players for for nothing um, just because all their contracts are coming to an end is it's pretty incredible yeah and something you touched on just before which is what the hole that Barcelona dug themselves into where it's like their your wage bill has to be a certain percentage of how much revenue you make I looked into because we thought that financial fair play surely must be being stretched by PSG if they're going to sign Messi on top of the other players they've already signed so I and I saw something somewhere the other day, so I Googled it just before, and found that uh, an AP source um, uh, did some research into this, and apparently PSG's most recent published accounts covering the 2019-20 season uh, show that their wage bill was 414.4 million euros on a revenue of 560 million euros that season. Okay, right. So that, that's with Neymar and Kylian Mbappe's... Um, current contracts because I'm pretty sure Mbappe the contract Mbappe is still only signed in 2019 or 2020 so you probably are, you're adding to the, that that's without the four players that they're, they're bringing in and I'm pretty sure which would have big big wages five players they're bringing in actually um, and that I don't think really since the 2019-20 season they've really lost anyone either I can't, th- I can't, I can't think, think of any of notable that... like big hits on your wage bill that have gone yeah so if their and their revenue would have, I, I reckon it would be the same, if not a little bit less, because of COVID. So, like their shirt sales might skyrocket with all these new players. Ramos, Ramos number four is going to fly out the door. Messi, whatever number he ends up wearing, which is another interesting point for later. But surely he gets whichever. Wait, who currently wears ten? Neymar. Neymar. And then the whole Neymar thing of leaving to go to PSG yeah, was the, to get be out the of main shape. man. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, But like, you can't not have Messi right number ten. Yeah, it's Messi. He's yeah. the best, best player ever. Like, but anyway, no, no um, matter how good Neymar, Neymar is. is. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, um, so like, you, you you start to think that if that's what it was like in twenty nineteen twenty, it's probably pretty similar two seasons later. There's gonna 
have to be some tinkering. Yeah, for sure. 414 into 560 plus five new players. I think the other thing is that, yeah, as you said, bringing those players in, like revenue will increase substantially just due to shirt sales from Messi alone, let alone Ramos, the other big names that they've brought in. So, yeah. And having fans back into the stadiums too will yeah, skyrocket true. that wage bill. True. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's it's very it's very hard to know, but you you think that surely there's going to be a bit of stress on those on those regulations. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's I think it's just crazy that you know uh, Pochettino's now in this position. Yeah. <laughs> when he almost uh, went back to Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, and like he's gone from like not having you know two pounds to sh- to rub, rub together, together yeah. <laughs> to to buy a player uh, under Levy's tight grip to now. Whoever, well, who, who's the guy who owns PSG? I don't know. Some, is, it, is it Sheikh Mansour? Sheikh Mansour. Sheik Mansour I think, yeah, he's one of them. I don't, I don't know. Some, some Middle Eastern oil tycoon, basically. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be crazy. Though. Just giving him free reign to go and get anyone and anything he wants. And yeah, like honestly, like as, as fun as their team will be to watch this season, if they don't win the Champions League, it's going to be one of the most historic failures in quite some time. Yeah, it will, it will definitely be surprising. But, yeah. you know... Anything can happen in football, I know. But, like, if you've got... Especially in a cup tournament like yeah. that. Yeah, but if, if you've got, like, just, like... We don't even need to go through their team, but, like, Messi, Neymar, Di Maria, Mbappe, Wijnaldum, Ramos, Marquinhos, like, like, all the names, like... It's the best team in Europe, like, un- unquestionably. Yeah. So it's gonna be the it's gonna be one of the best teams in, in in quite some time. Yeah. On paper, let's let's see how it let's see how it all works together. Because the other thing is because you've got so many big players and big egos, it could be could be tricky. True, but I also feel like Neymar and Messi have played together before. They'll make it work. Di Maria and Messi played together for the national team and make it work. Uh, Neymar and Mbappe already make it work. Yeah. And I feel like as good as and potentially cocky as Mbappe is. Messi's messy, so you're gonna, you know, yeah. respect it a bit. But yeah, you're right. Any, any, a, an influx of five big egos like that is gonna create some potential tension. Yeah, it can either be great competition that pushes everyone forward, or can be a point of contention. I mean, we, I mean, we definitely know with Neymar that he can be quite, you know, can get upset quite easily when yeah. he's when he's not the main man. So anyway, we'll see how it all goes. Um, okay, yeah, and it's it's going to be fascinating. But then uh, the other half of Messi leaving Barca creates the sort of fallout at Barcelona. So they signed Aguero to potentially play with Messi, and that, apparently that was one of the things that was like advertised to him as the thing that lured him to um, join the club. And since Messi has left, there's been reports that Aguero and his lawyers are potentially working to to try and terminate his contract because of the guarantees he had that he would be playing with Messi. Now, is this... I reckon there's probably some truth to this, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I, w- I was surprised w- w- when you mentioned this to me because I saw a lot of memes online about how, you know, mm. how he would be feeling um, now that Messi's gone, but I didn't realise that he was actually looking to, to get out of there now. I think... I don't know. Surely you'd still be happy playing about... Like, it's not going to be the end of Barcelona Football Club. No. Um, and they've got a, like they've brought in a few decent names. I don't know. If if I was him, I wouldn't. 
Like, where else is it really going to go? Exactly. And get paid that much. Yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, while I don't think it necessarily is the end of the Bar- of Barcelona as a football club, I do think, like, Messi won, like, something stupid, like, over 20 man of the match awards in La Liga last season. Like, you take that out of that team, and they're significantly, obviously, worse. Yeah. So, I, I do... Th- I don't know, like how, like they'll falter for sure. But I feel like my last point about all of this going on is now that Messi and Ronaldo are gone from the Liga, I feel like La Liga will will suffer massively in terms of its brand in in standing up next to the other Premier European leagues. Yeah. Like La Liga's ratings are going to drop off a cliff, I reckon. I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, it it like could be interesting in the sense that you know the the sort of competition in because I feel like an argument against the Liga for such a long time has literally been it's just Real Madrid and Barcelona so it could be interesting to see how the spectacle as a whole becomes more interesting because it's a more I suppose a closer playing field for all clubs involved but yeah I mean losing Messi is always going to be a big loss to yeah to any any league um, yeah, on on Barcelona, I really don't think that Ronald Koeman is the man that t- to sort of lead them into their next big, especially with s- all of this fracturing. Yeah, successful this. era. I think they need someone new to to build the club up. Who? I don't know. <laughs> there's no there's it's no an one question for sure. No one really sticks out, do they? No. Where's Where's Conte gone? He hasn't gone anywhere. He's he just anywhere. left Inter. Yeah, That's, and this we'll talk about Inter in, in a second. Uh, actually, yeah, we'll, it'll, 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 we've got one more thing to talk about when we return to the Premier League. But um, yeah, uh, Conte is left, and uh, Inter is somewhat um, really weirdly going into disarray after they just won the league. Yeah, I think all the financial stuff has come to. Um, come to the surface, which yeah. I suppose I, I didn't really think was an issue, but I suppose it's just every club. I feel like every every club now that like we're out of, or at least in Europe are, are out of the pandemic. It's like it's like okay, well you have to deal with this now. Like we were we were like the leagues and stuff were sort of babying all these clubs to just sort of keep their leagues afloat. But now it's like okay, fans are back in the stadium. We're pretty much back to normal. You got all this debt, yeah, and you got to pay it. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um, but yeah, on 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 Inter Milan, um, the, the the big news from them this week is that Chelsea are close to finalising the terms of a ninety seven point five million pound deal for Romelu Lukaku. Um, yeah, pr- pr- pretty crazy that he's I don't know left Chelsea, ca- gone through a I, I reckon a, a difficult time in his career being at Everton, Manchester United. He copped a lot of a lot of flack from hate yeah like heaps of it I mean it happens at Manchester United but yeah he, he copped it a bit and then going into Milan winning the league scoring bags of goals and he's now considered again well not again but he's now considered one of the best strikers in the world and I think it's amazing for him personally to get this this deal and hopefully get a few more trophies and to come full circle yeah exactly because yeah. yeah I just remember like I was super happy when he signed for Everton I don't know. I just remember watching his press conferences and he's always, you know, like any player would be, but he's super keen on winning as many trophies as possible and it's just great that he's that main man and can have yeah. a chance at it now. And I also just think he's always felt like a part of his story was unfinished at Chelsea. Yeah. Like, like the, way, the way he was treated by Mourinho, seen as not good enough, 
shipped off to multiple loans, West Brom, then Everton, then eventually sold. Uh, I think that, yeah, it's it's just, um, it's vindication, I think, is what I hope he gets this season. He'll, he can come to the Premier League, because he's obviously shown that he can do it in the Premier League, but then he went to the, like, he, like, the argument was always made, oh, you couldn't do it at a big club. He's clearly shown he can do it. He, at times, he showed that he could do it at United. Again, that was a bad situation. But he's gone and shown he can do it at, at Inter Milan. He's won a league. And I think, yeah, now he comes back to Chelsea at the height of his powers in the middle of his prime. To, with a big point to prove. With a big point to prove. And yes, it's a huge price tag, but like like we'll get on to in a second, it's not even the record transfer fee into the Premier League. So like... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, does this now make Chelsea genuine contenders? I think absolutely. I, th- I think they were always just a, a decent striker away from being... And I mean, even towards the end of last season, they were the points they were accruing since Tuchel came in. Like, yeah. I think they're definitely a chance to win the league. I think they're definitely a chance. I think uh, you'll, the level that they were playing at with that new manager bounce with Tuchel will not be as prominent this season, but I still think they'll be very good. I do worry that if they're... Like, I think they're, they're working on signing Kunde. But a, or have they already signed? No, they haven't already signed him. No, they, they yeah, haven't signed him. They're working on signing Kunde. So if they get Kunde and potentially one other piece, I, f- I just feel like they're a little bit light depth-wise compared to your United, your City, your Chelsea, or really to your City and your... No, not your City and your Liverpools. Uh, but I, I, they're, like, they're as good as contending for me. I think they're... Uh, they signed Kunde and pretty much, it's pretty much good enough for me. Like The midfield is will probably work itself out, but like an injury to Jorginho or Kante... You're a little bit worried, but they've they've got depth there in in Kovacic. I think he's Kovacic can play a role for sure. Yeah, but, but yeah. I definitely agree. Getting getting Kunde. I'm looking at it now. Apparently, he has a 68 million pound release clause. Wasn't that wasn't Kunde involved in the swap for um, Zuma? Or was that not? I think either? I think initially that was an idea, but I don't think Sevilla were. After like, yeah, <laughs> didn't didn't want old long face. Fair enough to, um, but yeah, I, that that'd be a good signing. But the other thing is that they've got centre backs. They do, but they've I got just Thiago like... Silva, Eriksson, um, Rudiger, yeah, who have all shown to be serviceable, like decent, yeah, decent. I just yeah, I I, 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 again, this is like me being very like pedantic when like placing them up against Liverpool or a City. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm like, I'm like, do they have the centre-back defensive quality that those teams have? Not quite. I think they do if they get Kunde. But, like, again, Lukaku changes the game massively. I still wouldn't have them to win the league, but they're definitely thereabouts now. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, like, when you when you sort of think about the other centre-back pairings, Stones, Diaz, Maguire and Varane. Yeah. <laughs> um, Van Dyke and uh, Canate. Yeah. Gomez, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not as good, but they play with... And they're, yeah, and they're well-drilled. But, like, yeah. I, I agree that they're, they're in there. They're definitely in the conversation now when they weren't before they signed him. Look yeah. how good this is. Yeah. Uh, okay, but from contenders to champions, uh, Grealish, uh, the, which we thought this was going to be the biggest piece of news before the Lukaku and Messi things happened about like, at the start of this week. But um, but no, <laughs> it's still very important uh, news though. Grealish has signed for a Premier League record fee, a hundred million pounds, from Aston Villa to City. Uh, I mean, 
transfer fee aside, it's a really good signing. He's class. He's gonna he he suit he he just feels like a player who would suit Pep's style of play. Yeah. But you can never say transfer fee aside because a hundred million pounds for someone like Grealish, like it's 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 an overpay for me. Yeah. It's very high. I mean, especially you know, given everything else happening in the market with so many clubs being in like financial um, stress at the moment. But yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. especially when you're sort of talking about. I think what he, what we've com- compared it to off air is you know we we think that probably 100 million for Kane is right. Yeah. So therefore, 75 million pounds for Grealish seems a more reasonable total but and then 70 million for Madison is just a laughable and <laughs> when Arsenal can pick him up for 45 50. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just how the market works City have once again dipped in and absolutely destroyed it um, well not destroyed it but just stretched it to the, as far as it would go uh, but yeah I, a question I have about the Grealish deal is while I think he's a really good player one of my favourite players is there's, I saw a, I don't know the exact statistics, but I, just, I saw a, a, a thing on it a couple of days ago where it's like the percentage of minutes, like all City midfielders and attackers played last season. And it's all like, they all played under 70% of City's minutes. Like the minutes were shared around substantially. And obviously Grealish is used to being 90 minutes every week, every, like for Villa, he's like, he's the guy. Yeah. How, and like you, there's like a, a, a video, uh, there's like a fo- photos and footage of him getting subbed off with like two minutes to go in a Villa game, and he looks like visibly annoyed and upset. How will he handle less game time? I just, I just think when you've got someone like Pep Guardiola leading you, um, you're probably more inclined to accept that he probably knows a bit better. Yeah. And also when you've got other like coming off for. Um, What's his name? Doug- Douglas Douglas Louise, is it? Douglas Louise. Oh yeah. No, no, no. What's his name? <laughs> no, I can't remember the name. But you know, El Ghazi. <laughs> El Ghazi, exactly. Someone like that. When you're being subbed off for El Ghazi, it's a bit different to being sub subbed off for Phil Foden or Bernardo Silva. Yes, someone yeah. like that. No, it's, I don't it's... think. Yeah, I think I think he'll accept that he's at a bigger club with better players and a manager who knows a lot more than uh, Dean Smith and John Terry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, does he start for City? Is he in their best eleven? Yeah, I think he does. I mean, they gave him the um, the, the number ten jersey, which was huge. I yeah. thought. Did you see that video of him getting it? And he's like, "Oh, that's awesome! I didn't, I didn't realize that that was." Oh happening. no, I didn't. <laughs> but you know, in his in his voice. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it! It's absolutely yeah. wonderful. <laughs> Received the number ten jersey. I actually, could, I actually didn't know I was going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I I definitely think that he starts. Yeah, and it's funny, before the Euros, we were like, Sterling's not in the best 11 for City. And despite everything that has happened and transpired in the Euros, I still don't think Sterling's in the best 11 for City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just it's just too stacked. Yeah, uh, and that's not, that's not a knock on... It's a little bit of a knock on Sterling, but it's not a knock on how he performed in the Euros. It's just in the way that Pep likes to play, he's got players that fit that left wing role better than Sterling. A lot better. Yeah. yeah. But the way England wants to play, for sure, Sterling's fantastic. But Southgate doesn't, is not Pep Guardiola. No. <laughs> not quite. Yeah. Not quite. Um, but yeah, crazy. Crazy signing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I suppose the effect of, um, the effect of that um, 
money coming into Aston Villa is that they've made some moves for other players. Spending um, that Grealish money. That's it. Um, Bailey for thirty million from Leverkusen. A player that was linked to Everton. Yeah, <laughs> it's been quite a bit of that recently, and, uh, with with no reward. Um, but yeah, he he looks a very decent player. I think Danny Ings was very surprising for twenty five million pounds. Yeah. What do you do? You think that's a good move for him or Villa? I mean, it's a move up in terms of like where club standing and like club with probably higher aspirations big pardon higher aspirations than Southampton but I mean I don't see him starting ahead of Ollie Watkins so I think at this point in time he's better than Ollie Watkins would would you say based on the back end of his last uh, uh, back end of last season no based on the first half of last season and the season before yes yeah I feel like he faded quite substantially and it was mirrored by how badly Southampton did after Christmas as well uh, but yeah, he's still class. Yeah. So I'd, I'd I'd be hesitant to like be like yeah, he's definitely better than Watkins. But I at times yeah, like he's definitely proved to be a more consistent striker than Watkins. I think yeah. he also offers something different as well. I just think that's the ceiling that we've seen with him. Like when he was in that hot hot streak in the first half of last season, like it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Like everything that he touched went in, and I just haven't really seen that of Ollie Watkins. So, and then potentially like yeah I think it might be good Volley Watkins to work with someone like him who's mm. a really good professional and like it's definitely good for City uh, not City uh, for Villa <laughs> to get competition for Watkins because if when if Watkins got injured at any point last season Villa were in the mud like I mean they had Grealish but like they don't they didn't have a recognisable striker option and this is the what partly the big big reason they almost got relegated the season before is because they were having absolutely absolute nobodies starting up front for them yeah so yeah this is good it, it gives uh, genuine competition at that striker spot which can only be beneficial for the, the club as a whole yeah 100% I think yeah I, the, the other thing to remember is Ollie Watkins is very young yeah and Danny Ings is very old is he <laughs> old? Uh, he's, he's, he's 29 right he's pretty old he's, he's <laughs> in the twilight so yeah. I think um, yeah like ha- having that example for Ollie Watkins will probably do a lot of good for him yeah. in particular I think like if you look at it on face value, Danny Ings at 29 isn't that old. But when you've had the injury problems that Danny Ings has had, yep. 29 is more like 32. Yeah. It's a bit of a shame, really, all his injury problems. He could have been... When he went to Liverpool, he, if, he hadn't, if he didn't get injured and was, still, and, could, and was playing at the level he has been playing over the past two seasons at Liverpool, imagine him and Firmino as like a striker tandem. Yeah. That would have been incredible. Yeah, it would have been. But it wasn't to be. But yes. I, I just think it, it is crazy. Like just just looking at where Aston Villa have come from in the last couple of years, it's crazy. And yeah. like anyone, any Aston Villa supporters bashing on Grealish for leaving, it's like this guy literally saved you guys from relegation. His the money that he um, has like brought to your club now with this transfer is like a perfect opportunity for you guys to keep pushing up the table like yeah and like Grealish is 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 a generational talent for Villa not necessarily for the Premier League but for Villa he's a generational talent I get that but like the fact of the matter is he was always going to outgrow Villa yeah like exactly he's too good to stay a Villa and like I, I get like everyone romanticizes this one club thing but like it's a one club thing when your team's winning trophies other Steven Gerrard John Terry all those type of players like that that's when you you can have the ability to be a one club man because you've got success keeping you there Villa Villa aren't doing that yeah he's got one career to to make the most of it and he's not going to be winning 
you know, European trophies or Premier Leagues at Villa anytime soon. That so. being said, I do think with this money, if they invest it smartly, Villa could seriously be contending for... Um, for the league? Not for the league. <laughs> uh, for European spots, definitely. Because like, they've just signed Axel Twanzebe on loan from uh, United as well today. Uh, yeah, I'd, and obviously we talked about you know, two weeks ago they had, they've signed Buendia. Yeah. Uh, I I really do because like they were an injury to Tyrone Mings or Esri Concer away from being quite light at centre back with Twanzebe that fixes that I still think they could bring in some sort of fullback cover for Cash or Target I also don't yeah. think Target in the long run is a, a top 10 left back but like yeah like offensively even though they've lost Grealish they've brought in a lot of really good pieces to really push like push the lacks of a Leeds a Leicester or not maybe not a Leicester a Leeds an Arsenal a Tottenham um, uh, a West Ham yeah. yeah I think yeah they're definitely in a great position right now after or being almost relegated the season before last they've they've done amazingly well um, I think yeah the, the other thing we're going to touch on is that there's been a little bit of speculation about um, them trying to sign Dwight McNeil Everton also wants Dwight McNeil so hope. Did you like Everton to get one? <laughs> Just give us one. That's a, this, this is this is the thing that's quite frustrating to me. Is yeah, Aston Villa were almost relegated um, two seasons ago, and now they're probably going to potentially beat us to a, to, to a signing here. Man, they're beating us to signings too. They signed Wendy. We wanted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think the issue is there. I don't know. Maybe a money thing. Whereas anyway, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Um, they look. For oh McNeil. yeah, what, what do you, what do you think of trying to sign Dwight McNeil? I think is it really necessary? I think another player that they've been looking for, or at least the position that they've made a bid for in terms of centre mid, is more important than McNeil. I think they've they've got Bailey, they've got Buendia, they've got Traore already. Yeah. Um, El Ghazi is a service is a serviceable fourth option. I don't think they need any more wide players. I do think they need extra centre midfielders because they've yeah. lost Ross Barkley. They have Douglas Lewis. They have John McGinn. Apart from that, who do they have? I can't. You can't really think of anyone, yeah. can you? Like, yeah. and at least anyone of note. Yeah. So, like, they made. I think they made an offer for James Ward Prowse, something in the region of twenty-five million pounds, something like that. That was a bit disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> to very, everybody involved. Very disrespectful. Uh, James Ward Prowse is worth more than that. Uh, twenty-five and, million and pounds. He's worth. Fucker. And James Ward Prowse is worth. Is almost uh, priceless to Southampton. Yeah. As like a, an academy player turned captain. Yeah. But yeah, I do think they they could do with investing a lot. Like, because what that's twenty-five, thirty, and thirty-five. So that's. My maths is failing me here, but that is 80. 90 and 80. Wait, 225s and 30? No, 25, 35, 30. That's 90 million. Right? Yeah. 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 No, so that's 90 million. Uh, and I'm assuming they had... Uh, so that's they're still in a negative 10 net spend. Uh, and they would have had surely more than... Before they got the greatest money, they would have had a budget of 40 or 50 million to spend anyway. Yeah. So that would allude to that they've got around 60 million money still to spend they can invest that in a centre mid or a, a centre mid and a left back and then they're seriously I, I, I'm worried of, of, of them as an Arsenal fan that they'll finish ahead of us like yeah. I'm legit and they, it, it sucks to say but like I legit, the way we've been in the transfer window compared to how they've been in the transfer window it's night and day yeah I mean you, you've still got better quality in, in, in your side just <laughs> you definitely do just 
In certain More areas. More worried is an Everton trend. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, lastly, um, as we move on from Villa, is uh, the one other club that seems to, that has been quite talked about recently for good and bad reasons. Uh, we'll start off with the bad is Tottenham. So obviously Harry Kane, big, big, Obviously, it was reported that he had a verbal or uh, gentleman's, if you will, agreement with Daniel Levy about certain targets for the past season, 2021 uh, season, uh, and they were not met despite him winning. Did he win player of the season in the end or no? Surely he did, right? I think he did. He did. Obviously, golden boot, assist leader. Crazy Um, individual. But yeah, and I saw this stat today. He's played 334 games for Tottenham. He's scored 220 goals and zero trophies. Yeah. So obviously the frustration has been boiling and bubbling under the surface for a while, and then obviously there was the big story. He didn't show up for training, apparent, and then he obviously and then obviously was slated. So half half people were slating him, half people were saying it's fair enough um, in the media. But obviously he's come out with a statement since then saying that like he's not going to reveal the situation, but he never refused to train or whatever. Um, that aside, I, I just wanted. Before we like, even if there was even if there was no real drama because there was a situation, what's your opinion on this? Do you think he's in the wrong for sort of protesting and not showing up for the COVID tests like every other player was, or do you think he has a fair point to stand on? I th- I, I reckon I reckon it's fair enough. I think. What, what well, sort of, I, I, I suppose what would make it fair enough is that Daniel Levy has just completely said to every other interested party that he's not available. Yeah, I just think it's 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 not fair given the quality of Harry Kane, his aspirations, and where Tottenham are as a football club um, in terms of winning trophies in the next like five years. I think if you know, especially if he says he's spoken to Dan Levy and they had some sort of agreement, because I don't think he'd say that whether like if it if it didn't happen, and if Daniel Levy has you know said to the manager, you've got to come out and say he's our player and he's not going anywhere and told all other clubs that have come forward with bids that he's not going anywhere, then you'd be right to feel annoyed and you'd probably want to do something to signal the intent that you do want to leave. Is not showing up for training the answer though. I don't necessarily, I'm not like, I'm not really sure what my opinion of is yet, but I just wanted to. I just, I just don't know what other, what what other avenues he'd have to protest. Yeah. I feel like, like part of me like, feels what like what else could he do? Part of me feels like this is almost the most understated way. Like you've seen players like publicly come out saying I want to leave. You've yeah. seen like it often gets like widely publicized when it was like so and so has handed in a transfer request. Like I don't think we've heard that from Kane yet. And it's 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 public. It's pretty 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 common knowledge he wants to leave. Yeah. But there's been no like Harry Kane has demanded a transfer request type mm. of thing. But then you've got other people on the other side saying you know he's got three years left in his contract. You know they're paying a wages train it's a bit of a it's it's, an, it's a tricky one for me but I, I, I would be inclined to agree that I feel like he's given already given so much to the club that they should respect his wishes in a way yeah I think that's the other thing I, sure <laughs> um, T- Tottenham are paying Harry Kane's wages but I don't think Harry Kane really owes Tottenham that much more no like he is one of the best strikers um, in like the Premier League has ever seen, um, and he's done so much for that club. Um, I don't know. I, th- I I think he's done enough. I think not rocking up for training when he wants to leave, and the um, and and Levy's really not allowing it in any way. It's one of the avenues he's got. 
to, yeah. to try and make something happen. But the, the interesting thing is now for me is that I with with City, like City seem to be the only team that can sign him with Chelsea signing Lukaku and United seemingly fine with Cavani and Liverpool flat out not having enough money. But they've just spent hundred million on Grealish. So like again, we talked we touched on this before. Once you spend hundred million a like Kane is probably worth a hundred million and there was a Sky Sports pundit the other day that said 100 million is a slap in the face, which is just utter nonsense because Kane is worth, in the market before Grealish was signed, Kane is worth probably 100 to 120 million. Uh, because that, like, like you've, you, obviously you see players go for more, but like in the Premier League, that's the record pre- Premier League transfer fee. Is a, it, it would be 100 million. Yeah. But now that Grealish has gone for 100 million, how much is he worth? Like, it's, it's, how do you put a, quantifiable amount on that you know what I mean like it, d- it definitely makes like signing Grealish for that much makes it difficult for City because now Tottenham's valuation of him can easily be justified yeah. to, to be higher than like that. 150 like, like I don't think he's worth that much though I don't think any I don't think any player in the Premier League is worth 150 million yeah well that's the thing I, I think he's probably worth 100 million but now Tottenham won't let him go and I think I don't know surely 120 would be would be reasonable from yeah. from Tottenham's perspective and there's been rumored like swap deals for players and players plus cash deals that city could do but also one thing i hadn't really thought about is that <clears throat> uh that is reliant on the player wanting to go to Tottenham yeah <laughs> which is yeah because yeah i I, th- I think lots of people have talked about bernardo silva maybe and jesus Again, these are players with um, with aspirations to win trophies, and apparently Bernardo Silva wants to leave club. England. Full stop. Yeah, I think Atletico Madrid might be the yeah, and Tottenham's not the place that he's going to want to go. Um, but yeah, no, it's that, that's the thing. It's it's the same that these are top players who want to be at Man City and who are currently playing at Man City who want to win trophies, and Tottenham's issue is that they're not in a position to win trophies so yeah I don't know it's just and also it's, it's, it's I hate strict- the way that that club is yeah is run. <laughs> I just it's just typical like like and people like like I like I just hate Tottenham and yeah. like I feel like not a lot of my friends who aren't Tottenham fans like like Tottenham either because I just feel like like they're just a poorly run club first and foremost and like like you can say about the fan groups of any fan group but I feel like just like a lot of their fans just seem to have this idea that they are a bigger club than they are and have for ages and like you're not yeah Kane kept you relevant for five years it's about to be ugly again where do they where do they finish if Kane leaves if Kane leaves I think they finish ninth yeah <laughs> if Kane stays they finish seventh yeah be, they'll be playing in that brand new stadium in the championship in a couple of years <laughs> god that'd be funny imagine yeah. uh, but yeah um, on, on in a more positive it'll be really interesting to see what happens with the Kane situation ultimately I just think because of the lack of suitors apart from City and City already being slightly hamstrung monetarily I think he could end up staying which could quite as if Tottenham do poorly again this season could create quite a toxic atmosphere we'll wait and see but some positive news for Tottenham is that they've made two signings. Um, 
one of them I don't know a whole lot about apart from the fact that he played for, in the Spanish under-21 team at the Olympics, Brian Gill. But the other and one... And he's got a funny haircut. He's got a funny haircut. <laughs> and they also were able to offload... Um, What's his chops? Oh, Lamella. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a good piece of business. Yeah. Uh, but then the 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 signing they made recently, which I am interested in, is Christian Romero, the defender from Atalanta. Obviously, he's got uh, experience being in a top four team in Serie A. Atalanta, seemingly Atalanta, came from nowhere and have sort of stayed in that top four in Serie A. He also got experience playing in the Champions League. Um, and all the reports I'm hearing is that he's a really solid defender. So yeah, that was a big issue for them last season. Like. And even like like Alderweireld uh, got old, Vertonghen pretty much fell off, uh, and then signed for Benfica mid-season. Um, Joe Rodon looks to be yeah, a I guy who who can he be can good, be good, but he like good. it's he can be good. It's not he is good right now. And Davinson Sanchez, you don't know what like one like one week you'll get superstar, the next week you'll get three mistakes leading to goals in a game. Yeah. So yeah, I do think this is a, just a solid settling defensive signing I think that they both seem like quite astute signings and I think um, Nuno has a pretty good history of being quite a good recruiter so yeah I, th- I think they can be good yeah and it's it's more so whether or not these signings in Kane's eye look like a step in the right direction or is it just more of the same because like he, like they signed Davinson Sanchez a couple of years ago in probably similar fashion to Romero. I think he was also killing it in um, either La Liga or the City R. And it's like he he may look really solid for Atlanta and then come to the Premier League and not be so good. But like it, it, no no one can know really. Yeah. But yeah, it's I think it 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 could be a step in the right direction. But the thing is for Kane is that is twenty eight. Yeah. This, this like at the moment and like therefore he's in a bit of a rush to be somewhere where he can start winning trophies and yeah that yeah that that stat 220 goals 334 games zero trophies is so damning yeah. like that, that i could i could, if he wasn't a tottenham player i'd feel sad, sorry for him i do feel sorry for him <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like a player that good deserves to have some recognition in terms of silverware for his work because we're talking about a player who's probably gonna be the one player and since shearer retired to come as close to shearer's record yeah like he's gonna break i think he's already he's gonna break Rooney, Aguero, and Henri's records pretty soon. I think if like, he's like, he's like within ten to fifteen goals off them. Yeah, uh, right. And and in, ter- in terms of goal scoring for England as well, like he's going to be yeah, like right up there. So yeah, talking about yeah, one of the best strikers in in, in modern history, and yeah, one of the arguably one of the best strikers English football's ever seen. Yeah, like and like, he, he deserves at least one Premier League, like just one. Yeah, or a Champions League, <laughs> or, or a Champions League, like or that. even a. Freaking FA Cup, <laughs> League Cup. Nah. Yeah, well, it's the thing. He hasn't even won one of those. The Audi Cup, though. <laughs> yeah, we uh, just won the Florida Cup. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, I think the latest on because um, the, the other rumors surrounding um, Tottenham have been a bid for Latoura Martinez, and I just saw a tweet from Fabrizio Marin. Uh, Romano <laughs> before Marino <laughs> um, that he's not interested in um, is like want, wants to stay at Inter yeah is, is, I feel like latest. I feel like I could have I could have told Fabrizio that. 
Yeah, yeah, probably. Was but yeah. I was like, Tottenham? Mom? Yeah, nah. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's nice in theory if, if you sell Kane, get him as a backup. Although the idea, like I heard a report saying that Levy saw the two playing together up top, that's not going to happen. Shows you how much he knows yeah. about football. And this is something that you've touched on before. Just like American owners trying to run football clubs. Is Dan, wait, Dan Levy's American, no, right? No, no, he's, he's English. He's English, yeah. Oh, well, old white guys <laughs> then trying to run football clubs. Don't, don't have a fucking clue. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's just the detachment from the day-to-day... Businessmen. Yeah, yeah. it's the day-to-day of, of, you know, the football club and, you know, the football. Yeah. Um, the detachment from that is... It's just more and more evident in everything yeah. they do. But yeah, that's going to... It's going to pretty much wrap up all the notable transfer news uh, this week. Are we gonna, we're going to touch base very briefly uh, on, on Friday evening with you guys just to give you a quick little run-through of any notable things we think are happening um, in the opening round of the Premier League that starts Saturday morning, 5am, Arsenal versus Brentford. <laughs> what a curtain raiser. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Emirates? I don't think so. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> cool to see Brentford Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, so the bees versus the the, the gunners. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and we probably won't have signed anyone by then. So um, the other big the other big game will be the second one. Um, well, no, the big game <laughs> will be the second one. Yeah, uh, Le- Leeds United. Leeds so United. look forward to us previewing that um, as it will be a great game. Um, and yeah, so it's been a wild ride of a transfer window, and it's not over yet. And I'm sure we'll have plenty more to talk about before the end of August. Uh, as always, though, uh, follow us on the, the Spotify and uh, like, follow us on the Instagram. <laughs> um, and yeah, bye. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs>